For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the You're Gonna Die podcast by me, Jordan House. Before I actually start, I'd just like to say I had an overwhelming response from people from the first podcast. I had some sick feedback, I had some constructive feedback, and basically you were all really nice about the first one. So essentially that's really motivated me to work hard again and get more podcasts out to you. So like I said, we're going to be uploading weekly, and yeah, I'm just hoping that you guys are enjoying it as much as people are saying. So thank you so much for that support, and if you could just carry on like that, that'd be brilliant because it motivates me every day to actually create more content for you guys. But yeah, thank you so much for that. As always, if you want to carry on supporting me, make sure you go follow my social medias where I post more content like this, but in a more visual form like videos, photos, stories, etc. My Instagram is at housey.underscore, that's H-O-W-E-S-Y, and my YouTube is housey as well, same spelling. So in today's podcast, we're going to be talking about my experiences and a couple stories from when I travelled to Austria. Austria was a really interesting one and it has everything from police chases to weird, creepy experiences, and I think you guys are really going to enjoy this one. Essentially, the reason we decided to go to Austria in the first place is because during November, if you're from the UK, essentially we was going to go into lockdown, right? And it was, say, the 1st of November and we was due to go in on the 3rd. And I was at home and I was thinking, do I really want to be stuck indoors for the whole of November doing probably the most boring thing and for those who know me I'm one of these people who just can't sit around because I just get really bored and it sort of just made me think like I'm going to be off work anyway like I'm I'm not going to be able to do anything at home so why don't I go and travel to somewhere that's going to be slightly better and I was looking on on Skyscanner uh, it's one of the best places you can look to to get flights cheap, basically. And while I was on there, I was just I was looking at all of the options I could. So essentially, on Skyscanner, you can do this thing where you click your local airport, and then you can click everywhere. And basically, it takes you to the cheapest flights to anywhere that you can go. And on that list, Vienna in Austria was the cheapest at the time. I think it was I think it was like something like twelve pound for a return or a single, I can't remember exactly, but it was like it was like twelve pound for a ticket. And I was sat there and I was thinking, like, why why wouldn't I do that? Like I knew I had off the time anyway, so I was like, let's just get it. So I got my friend Kimbo um to basically book this ticket with me. And I also had a couple of other friends, so Adam, Lil Nuisance, um and Toby, TW Visions, and then a couple of other people were planning on coming as well. A girl called Ellen, a guy called Harry. Um but yeah, we all we all basically decided that we just wanted to go on this little holiday. And we was like, why not? Like, we're going to be stuck here otherwise. So let's just get out of here. Let's just go have fun, go away for a week, come home, blah, 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 blah. So we booked this flight, all calm, all sorted. Like we just basically, me and Kimbo met up beforehand. We then got on the flight to Austria, all was well. And bang, we was in Austria, quite cons- like quite spontaneous. Um, like spontaneity for me is like one of the main things. And it le- has led me to have like the best experiences. Um like being spontaneous I don't know I think I've had more fun on spontaneous trips than I've ever had doing anything else to be honest with you because it's like that that like shock part of it where you don't really know what you're doing but then you just find something really interesting to do and then it ends up just being some sick trip which it did in the end which is so cool but yeah we just just gone to Austria like it was so weird it was it was starting to sort of get towards the Christmas season so there were a couple lights Austria for those who know about it is like dead cold like we arrived there yeah and my nipples were pointy like they were 
pointy. I thought I was going to knock Kimbo out. But it was honestly one of the worst things. I got there and it was like, I think it was like eight degrees. And eight degrees doesn't sound that bad when you're from the UK, but it was frozen there. I was thinking like, why am I in a cold country when I've just left the UK? But obviously it was the cheapest. So, And I'd always, want, always wanted to go to Vienna as well, uh, mainly because I'd seen a few urbexes there before and some of the content they posted was sick. So I was under the impression there was like quite a lot to climb and stuff. So that was kind of the reason we went there as well. Uh, likes of Lugro on Instagram. Uh, I think that's how you pronounce it. He's a really nice guy. He uh, He's from Vienna and he's, he like helped me out with a few things there as well. But yeah, go check him out. And yeah, we got there and it was freezing and it was just one of the maddest things. But we were just walking up and down this high street, me and Kimbo, sort of just in a bit of shock because like it's the first time I'd travelled abroad in a little while, especially because of work beforehand. Uh, but COVID sort of gave me this opportunity to leave the country. And for those wondering, like I know they said, obviously, you're not allowed to leave the UK um, during lockdown. But like when I got to the airport, like I didn't get questioned whatsoever. Like, I didn't have a single person ask me why I was going, what it was for. I didn't get asked if it was for business, if it was for pleasure, like not a single person even interacted with me the whole time. So it was just pretty normal for me, which was like a big surprise for me at the time as well, because I was expecting to have to come up with some next excuse. I had like created like a fake email saying that I was out there for work and stuff. Like I even come up with like a like my fr uh, sorry I didn't come up with I used Kimbo's business email to send myself an email quoting that I was doing like photography work and had like an invoice made up and everything just in case but they're the sort of lengths we're going to to willing like the lengths we're willing to go to to actually get out and like sort of enjoy ourselves but that was like the the plan but yeah we didn't get we didn't get questioned whatsoever so I was really really surprised about that I thought it was like as soon as I was going to get there they was going to have like a pen and paper and just writing down my details like yep Yep, yep, like interviewing me about where I was gone and that, but they didn't whatsoever, which was really surprising to me. But yeah, we got there absolutely fine. Big surprise, got there excited, ready to go. And this is this is one of the weirdest things that's ever happened to me. Like I'm going into a story now, right? A little a little anecdote for you. It was a bit it was almost the weirdest experience I've ever had while Urbex. It is like the only experience that's probably like chilled me, and you'll see why in a minute. So me and Kimbo were walking around like the main area of Austria, like the, I don't know exactly where it's called, but that was like the main sort of area in Austria, uh, oh sorry, in Vienna. And we saw this building, we were looking for things to climb and we was on our own at this point anyway, because Toby and, and Adam weren't due to arrive for like another three days. So we were just looking for things to pass the time with. So we saw this building, um, we saw a, a woman go into this building, like the building had like a, had like a magnetic lock on it. So like most apartment buildings you can't just walk in the front doors obviously for security purposes and uh the way to get into those buildings normally is by like tailgating people so like you follow in behind someone who lives there and you sort of like hope they don't question you and we saw this woman walking towards this door and we was like yeah let's just try that it was like maybe like 11 12 stories and we thought yeah let's just get like a look at the skyline well, we'll be able to see exactly what we're going to be doing as well while we're up here because we can then look at all of the buildings around and be like yeah let's go to that so we tailgated this woman in, so calm, she didn't even say anything. I think they're a lot less clued up about it there. Whereas in London, for example, you go in behind someone in a in a building and they start like giving you 21 questions, asking what your blood type is and everything, like before you even come in the building. And it's just like, it's so much harder in London because people are just way more clued up about it. But yeah, we went in behind this woman. She gave us a bit of a look, but I don't think she really had a problem. We didn't speak any German either. So even if she started talking, I doubt she spoke good English. Like not many people do speak like good, good English in Austria. So we could always just play the tourist card like we always do anyway. But we'd gone in behind this woman, all 007 and that, you know how it is. And we'd just gone in up to the top floor. And the problem that we encountered when we got to the top floor is the roof door was just entirely locked. Like we got up there, 
normally there's some sort of way like you might find a key in like a little fire escape box or something or there's other ways obviously get into onto roofs and stuff it just depends on the building but i'm not going to get into that and uh one thing we had noticed when we got to the top is there was this big window like just one big window probably the same size as me maybe a little bit bigger um and obviously i'm i'm not a huge guy so i i could easily fit out this kimbo's like built like a a double decker bus like kimbo's built like a fridge freezer like he's a big guy um and we was like we went out to this window and it was like just this weird like type of handle like some weird austrian handle anyways we opened this this window and we looked down and it was just a sheer drop 12 stories we was like oh that that doesn't look great to be honest it doesn't look like really want to go over that but what we'd noticed from that window is like on just the other side of the window it was almost like a right angle on the building so just on the left hand side as you as you're looking straight out this window there's like this about a foot up from maybe like chest height for me i could literally like reach this railing and you could see this railing was fairly like well designed like it had to be otherwise i was going to fall off it and die and we was like yeah i'll just grab that and climb around and we we tried every other option before this and i was like yeah no let's just climb over this gap so i climb out this window onto the ledge start climbing up towards this like uh roof bit bearing in mind this is literally a sheer drop behind me like if my hands slip or my feet slip it's it's game over i'm donezo i'm strawberry jam on the floor but we don't think about that because we don't really look down and you're in sort of like a state of hyper focus when you sort of do this sort of thing as well so it's pretty normal to be fair but i climbed up i grabbed it and then like i had to take that sort of leap of letting go from the window frame and actually then climbing up because like my foot was on this tiny little ledge my fingers were in these railings and then i just did the climb up and i got over fine obviously i was a little bit nervous but it was fine i got over and the idea was that i was going to get up onto this roof to then go let kimbo in from the top because normally doors like a a one-sided key so normally there might be like a little button or something you can press to open the door uh, but once i'd got up and had a look around i walked to the door and there was no way that i was getting this open like it was a key key like you needed that and that was it um and kimbo was sort of looking for other ways because he didn't really want to do the climb round at first which is understandable because the ledge that he was like i was standing on i weigh like 62 kilograms kimbo was like like double that at least like he weighs double that um so he didn't really want to stand on this ledge but in the end we didn't really have any other choice so kimbo got round he smashed it calm easy both on this roof but that's not really the interesting part like that's just the getting up part the interesting part comes when i looked over the edge of one of the side of these buildings uh, by the way austria's skyline looks beautiful it was it was really nice it almost looks like what i'd think russia to look like um like really quite like dull and gray and a bit dingy but it was still pretty cool and anyway so i looked over this uh this side of the building and there was this balcony like below and this balcony right i've explored enough abandoned buildings yet. i've explored enough of them and i was like this is an abandoned building like this this must be abandoned like there was stuff everywhere there was like burnt newspapers on the floor there was like garden furniture that had been ripped up and like tore apart all over the floor and i was like this has got to be abandoned kimbo like we might have an abandoned penthouse to stay in like this is one of the things that which would be sick to do and he was like, no, no, it's probably not. And I was like, no, it is. Like, look down. There was like this wooden pallet, like closing this glass door. And this glass door was smashed as well, by the way, which made me even more think that it was going to be abandoned. So on the roof, conveniently, there was this ladder. And you couldn't drop like, you couldn't naturally drop onto this balcony because it was just a bit too far. So we grabbed this ladder. It was even the ladder wasn't long enough. And it's like a one story ladder sort of thing. And 
we hung it down, couldn't really reach it to the floor. So me and Kimbo did some human daisy chain and like Kimbo like held my hand and like lowered me down. I then put the ladder on my foot and hung the ladder down so that the ladder touched the floor. And it eventually touched the floor and, and I stood up on the top of the ladder and made sure it was stable and, and started climbing down. And I looked inside the window to start off with of this penthouse and it was like, again, filled to the brim with stuff like burnt newspapers uh like loads of random house bits like there was dirt everywhere i was like mate this is so abandoned i was thinking it was that abandoned that i could not sleep in there like even if it was a sleeping option there's no way i was sleeping in there because it just looked like it would give me asthma so i was like got down i pulled this wooden pallet out of the way of the of the glass like door thing and i moved the glass door out of the way it was smashing everything and like i took one step inside and i'll try and paint you a picture here so you can actually understand what it was like i saw like a cooker like this little like portable gas cooker covered in mold and like thick charcoal and just everything there was like food all over it that had molded it looks like it had been there for a decade and i was like mate this is gross like it smelt like my lungs were getting turned into i've just smoked for 27 years like it felt so gross in my lungs i even put my jacket over my nose it was that bad and I had to like climb over this old hoover like it was literally no floor space whatsoever I was climbing on things like the floor is lava trying to get in and it was quite funny but like at the time I didn't know what I was about to see and I started hearing some music like some low-key music it sounded a bit like I don't know it was like quite eerie like I don't know how I'd explain the type of music but it was like an eerie like quite upbeat bit of music and I was like mate that is creepy and it started feeling like really warm in the room and I was like maybe it's just like where heat rises through the apartments and like it was heating the whole building up and may I just add as well this whole apartment building isn't abandoned but for some reason I thought just the top apartment must have been abandoned and I started going in and I started getting a bit of a weird feeling. So I was like, that music sounds like it's coming from one of them like old crackly radios. And I was like, mate, this is weird. And I like put my head around the corner and this is where it got like chilling to my core. As I put my head around the corner, I looked down this hallway, which was all filled as well, mold all over the walls. And I just saw this light on, like a little lamp flickering. And I was like, mate, what is that? I carry on going around the corner. As I look around this corner, right, I just see some guy and... I literally, let me describe him to you because this is how vividly I remember this. He was wearing like a grey wool jumper. Um, he had like these black trousers on. He had dark hair. He had like a skinhead, but like not quite a skinhead. It was like maybe a two all over. And I just saw his body and I just like almost froze for a second. The first thing that went through my head is what if that's like a homeless person squatting? And in the past, I'd experienced things with homeless people where like if you go into the buildings they're squatting in, they can get really like aggressive and like try and get you out. And I was just thinking like if he has a kitchen there or something, he's going to have access to knives and stuff like oh, it's game over. Like I'm in an apartment in the middle of Austria in what I think's abandoned. No one knows I'm here. Like I, I could it could be just fully game over for me. Anyways, I see him. And the first thing I do is just panic because I'm like, I'm in some guy's house, like he's cooking or something like it's, it's hot as hell in the room. He as I literally spr- I didn't even try and sneak away. I literally turned and ran out of his house as I was running and pushing past all this stuff that was in my way. Like just before I saw it, just before I ran, sorry, I saw him like turn his shoulders as he heard like me crumpling and I just panicked and just dipped. I started running. I climbed up onto the ladder that I started on. And like as I was climbing up it, the ladder like slipped. So I had to then jump back down, reposition the ladder and then start climbing back up it. And at this point, I thought if he comes out, I'm going to have to bang him. I'm going to have to knock this G out because if he comes around the corner and starts like trying to stab me or something like it's, it was like my full fight or flight had kicked in at this point and it was stressful but it was so sick 
and my full fight or flight had kicked in at this point and I was just like so panicky but anyways I climbed up I was like Kimbo 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 there's a guy down there like and he was like whoa whoa what's going on and I was like we need to go like now and I ran obviously climbed down this climb down as as quickly as I could Pro- I was expecting him to like come out the front door of the top floor of the apartments when I climbed through the window um so we got down Luckily enough, he didn't come. He might have seen me as I was like escaping and he definitely would have known when he went out and saw the ladder and all of the the bits and pieces that I'd like ran and crushed as I was running out. But um, yeah, we got down and got out and I had to take a second once I got out of the building because I sat down with Kimbo and I was like, I'm not going to lie to you, bro. Like, I'm really shook. Like, I was like, this this is like actually like low-key affected me a little bit because it like made my adrenaline go so high that by the time my adrenaline had started relaxing, I was like in a state where I was very, very like shook, like visibly shook. And I was like, it felt like my heart and soul had been touched. Like I was scared. I thought I was about to get clubbed by some homeless man. And I got out and I was like, mate, this is the first time I've felt like shook, shook like this from something. And he was like, no, it's, it's like, it's totally understandable. Like, I'm not surprised that that happened. Like it was just a weird experience. And by far to this day, I think that is the most creepy chilling experience. But yeah, that was just that was a bit of a mad one for me. Like, I don't know, that was just that was just crazy. But oh yeah, definitely the weird experience, weirdest experience I've had while exploring. I guess an abandoned building slash climbing. But yeah, I don't wish that on anyone because that was that was painful to my soul, to be honest with you. But yeah, we basically got over that. Spent the rest of the day like training and just chilling and just getting food and that. And the food in Austria is quite nice as well, so we just did that. But yeah, it was a good day to start off with in Austria. And just a little side note while I'm here. Once we had got down, the first thing I did was wanted food. And we went to McDonald's, right? And if any of you live in Austria or any European countries, I've noticed, the McDonald's in your countries is unbelievable. It is so much better than the UK's McDonald's. I'm not even joking. Like, I went in there, yeah. Hear me out. You're about to get some food porn in your ears, right? There was this apple pie thing. It was a chocolate apple pie. Imagine that, right? If you've never had this before, it's mad. It was a chocolate apple pie. And it had like vanilla cream in it and I oh I got it yeah and it just made me forget about that whole experience because it just filled my mouth on a mad one. Oh yeah you need to get that if you ever go to Austria and if it's I don't know if it was like a Christmas promotion but it was it was unbelievable it was so good the food was just so good there and like the burgers but anyways I'm gonna I'm gonna get off that because for those who know me again I am a big foodie. Like I actually love food so much. But yeah McDonald's in foreign countries unreal. And The next bit I'm going to be moving on to from this trip is something that a lot of people are actually quite interested in. And it's like where we sleep on these trips. I'm going to put into perspective, right? When we turn up in a country, we have no clue where we're going to sleep. Like we do not plan where we're sleeping. I think I've stayed in an Airbnb maybe twice on on like two nights out of like the whole month that we were there in like different countries. And uh, while we was in Austria, we didn't get an Airbnb whatsoever. But that's the that's one of the main things we have to come across is how and where are we going to sleep and we take hammocks wherever we go right a hammock and a sleeping bag are the two essential items when it comes to traveling in general and we always just take those everywhere because they're just the perfect combo you can put a hammock between anything like i've put hammocks in between like more man-made structures more woods more anything like if there's two like points that are going to hold your weight you can use a hammock and sleep in it especially if it's warm you don't even need a sleeping bag sometimes But anyways, the sleeping bag's there because Austria is obviously freezing. And what we basically decided while we were in Austria is that it's too cold to sleep outside, outside. Like, we could have done it, but Kimbo didn't really have any good sleeping bags at the time either. Like, he was using one of them, like, cheap envelope ones from, like, Decathlon. And believe me, that's not good enough for sleeping outside. But 
Essentially, what we decided to do, and this is a tip that I could give to a lot of people, is sleep in Austria's airport. Austria's airport is quite nice, but we don't do it in the normal way. We wouldn't just sleep on the floor unless we had to. We'd find somewhere that's a little bit more unique. And in Austria's airport, what we found was unique, right, was that just outside of the airport, outside the doors, there was this bridge from the multi-storey car park to the actual airport terminal itself. And this bridge had been, like, turned into, like, it was designed to look like a plane. Like, it had, like, a big plane billboard on it. And it was, like, quite a new billboard. And essentially, as we're walking through, it's, like, this one-way hold metal mesh. And, like, you can see when you're in it looking out, but you can't see looking in, which is perfect for us, really. And we went to the end of the bridge and there was this like little gap that we could get around. And we was like, whoa, what's behind there? So we, me and Kimbo like climbed around and like went behind there. And it behind this like mesh wall thing, like in almost like just behind the, the billboard where all the light bulb things are. But obviously the light doesn't shine in, it shines out. So it wasn't an issue. There were just loads and loads of these poles, like perfectly placed apart for hammocks. And we was like, this is the hammock spot. So basically the whole time we was in Austria, we were sleeping behind a billboard in like with these poles like sit well eventually there was like five or six of us there and we were just sleeping behind this billboard and it was just sick like we put our hammocks up and what was perfect was that there were plug points and stuff as well because that's another big thing that we face issues wise is charging our cameras our phones all of that good stuff so having portable chargers which we normally do we do have to charge those as well because they don't last that long so we had plugs as well which was brilliant so we could easily charge our stuff which was almost like a perfect hammock spot like a good place to sleep it wasn't warm there because it was still sort of outside but it was it was out of the wind and that's all you can really ask for in a hammock so we spent all of the nights there but that's just like a little bit of an insight to where for the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time there's granger offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need plus you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. We sleep in, in these sort of countries. That's an example of a place. But we nothing really interesting happened like the next few days after that. We sort of just did like a few climbs, went out training, all of like the pretty much normal stuff that you do, do some street photography, pretty calm stuff. But we ended up deciding while we were in Austria, when we was at the airport, we saw this bus that was going to Slovakia. And Slovakia is literally like uh, an hour's, well, supposed to be an hour's drive from uh, the airport terminal to Slovakia's main stop. And we was like, why don't we just go to Slovakia? Like the child tickets on them buses was one euro, which is like ridiculously cheap. We all got away with a child ticket, by the way, even though we all look mad old. Kimbo literally is like six foot five. And he still got away with a child ticket somehow. But yeah, one euro each to get on this on this bus. And we got on this bus and we was on the way. And it was the worst thing in the world. Right? I'm just going to quickly tell this story because it, it was just so annoying. Right? It was meant to take 58 minutes, I think, to get from Austria to Slovakia. This journey took, hear me out here, four hours and 30 minutes. Because some truck decided it'd be convenient to like break down and like the fuel come out of its car out of its car, out of its um, fuel tank everywhere, all over the motorway. And instead of just moving the truck off the motorway, they decided to close the whole motorway for four hours while they cleaned it up, which is mental, obviously. I don't know like, the logistics behind it, but if that's what they need to do, that's what they need to do. But while we was on this, everybody on the bus just got more and more annoyed after like four hours. People were getting sick, like 
so annoyed. You weren't even allowed off this bus. So the smokers on the bus were just like stressing out. They were wigging hard. Like they were going up to the bus driver, just chatting to him German. And he was like telling everyone to sit down. I kind of feel bad for the guy because he was having to deal with everyone, including like five of us who just like have the worst attention spam when it comes to sitting there. So we just end up like being loud and like everyone on the bus was. Everybody sort of like got to know each other, which was quite cool. Um, yeah, there was a guy sat in front of us. And uh, his name was Silvia. He was actually such a nice guy. He was probably about like 22. And we just started chatting to him. And he was from Slovakia as well. Uh, or like somewhere around there. And he was visiting a friend to stay at his apartment. Um, we went to Bratislava in Slovakia, if any of you know where that is. But that's just like a little side note. And anyways, we met him. And he was just ended up being like the safest guy, which is one of the sickest things about traveling as well. It's just like you just meet safe people all the time. Like it's just normal to just meet calm people like the you almost even if they travel or if they live there like and that normally leads to like places to stay and stuff and yeah we were just chatting to him and he was like look guys i have nothing to do for the rest of the evening and we was like calm we now have our slovakian tour guide beautiful and we just chatted to him for like a good hour and when we got off he he was a sweetheart bless him he bought us like beers and stuff and like when we got off this bus we were just in slovakia in the freezing cold it was so weird because who just travels to slovakia as well just like with these these Slovakian beers just chilling and it was just it was a funny hour after that and then we got to Slovakia and we sort of looked around and it was like even more dull than Austria like <laughs> sorry to all the Slovakian people if like you love your country but it was the dullest place I mean Covid even still made it even duller because there was no tourists like even people were just staying indoors and we didn't really have much to do we was looking around for stuff to do and there just wasn't really much to do anyway and we just sort of had this brilliant idea we saw these trams driving around, like, you know, like a tram. Um, we don't really have them as much in the UK, uh, but there was like these these trams just whipping about. I'm not sure if we have trams at all in the UK now I think about it. But yeah, trams like a bus train and it's more like in the streets. They're normally in like other European countries. But yeah, we got on this tram, um, but not in a conventional way, right? So this is one of the things that we do for entertainment, which is considered quite weird. But it's just one of the things that we really enjoy doing, right? On these particular trams, at the back and in the middle, there were these platforms that you can, like, jump up onto and, like, hold onto. And we just found it so entertaining to run up to the tram while it stopped. And bearing in mind, these trams have, like, like uh, wind mirrors on either side. And they're, they're, like, the driver could see you, but obviously it was getting dark at this point anyway. Because we'd been on this uh, this uh, bus for, you know, four and a half hours. Cheers, bus driver. Safe. Cheers, uh, lorry driver, for spilling your oil oil or fuel, wherever it was, all over the floor. But yeah, calm, calm, calm. Anyways, um, and we was climbing on the middle of these trams and just, like, driving them around. Like, not literally driving them, but, like, riding on these trams. And people in the tram could see us in the middle and they were just, like, loving it. And... We got seen a few times, but we were just for like two hours straight. We were just taking turns sitting on the back of these trams. If you want to see the visuals of this, go on my TikTok. Um, it's Housey PK, H-O-W-E-S-Y-P-K in all lower cases. And there's videos on there of it. But yeah, we were climbing on it and like we just drive it for like five minutes in the middle. And that was just a sick experience. And we were just taking turns, all of us. All of us were there at this point. So there was just like six people just all climbing on the back of these trams, just having a joke time. And even Kimbo got on it as well. Kimbo had never done, like, tram surfing before, and he was getting on it. We were trying to get Sylvia to do it as well, but he, for him, like, he lived there. It was a little bit more risky and stuff, but he enjoyed watching it and everything. And we were just having this jokes night. Like, we had a speaker and everything. So, it, like, people, we'd stop at this one spot so everybody could wait while the bags, and each person would go off, like, in pairs and then go s surf a tram and come back. And, yeah, it, that's just one of the funny things that we just get up to. But that was quite jokes, to be honest. 
Um, and then that's pretty much one of the main things we did in Slovakia. The only other thing we did was hire like them them scooters, the electric scooters that you can hire out. And we were just like lining them up in a row, me and Toby in particular. And we was riding full speed on these electric scooters and just like bunny hopping as far as we could. And we ended up bunny hopping like eight or nine scooters in the end. But it was just that was just like one of them things that we just do just to have fun, like while we're not doing touristy stuff. Not that we even really do much like touristy stuff because... Yeah, we climbed buildings. I wouldn't say that's much much tourism there, but yeah, we ended up just spending like the last few hours there, and then and then going back to Austria the same night. Uh, same thing, one euro ticket all the way back, which was calm. So we just like explored another country while we was in Austria. We just left to go Slovakia, come back. So that was actually quite nice. It was just like a little day trip. But yeah, that was like a little experience that that tickled me. To be fair, like it's quite fun, and I mean, in terms of talking about train surfing, like that wasn't the only experience we had while in in Austria or Slovakia like train surf and we did a little bit more of a naughty one and uh we basically for those who don't know what like freight train hopping is freight train hopping is those like cargo trains that go like transport oil and go like over countries um and like materials and logs and all that sort of thing and we basically wanted to see if we could ride a freight train for as long as we could so we went to this freight train depot and it was quite late at night we had to get like the last train home which was like 11 30 so it's probably like we got we got must have got there at like half eight nine and um yeah we just wanted to we wanted to surf these trains so we was like scouting it out like some 007 mission again yeah it's a lot of the stuff's like that to be fair like we had to like sneak past this truck climb up a tree climb over a fence onto the railway line by the way, it's safe because um, all of the electricity runs through overhead lines in in most European countries rather than a third rail like we have in the UK. So the actual rails themselves aren't electrified. But this was this was sick, yeah, because we were on the tracks of active trains. So you have to be like 11 out of 10 alert at all times. It was quite funny because Kimbo had never done anything like that before. So it was like quite a stressful one for him as well, but it was, it was pretty sick for all of us. And we were like just sneaking up and down these tracks looking. And the idea of it is that you wait and hide and wait for a, a train to look like he's about to leave. And you sort of have to like learn the patterns of how the trains work and like where they're going. Uh, and you sort of have to work out those sort of things unless you have the train plans in writing, which are really hard to get a hold of. Um, it's really hard to do. So we was waiting out, like sort of like looking at the patterns, timing how long it takes for things to go, like seeing what did what. And this whole time we was doing this and sneaking around, there are workers, literal workers searching the trains to make sure that there's like no one on the trains. And they were also like connecting and unconnecting carriages. So the whole time we're having to like sneak. This was like something out of a movie. Like the whole time there'd be a worker with a torch coming towards you. You have to sneak out of the way. Then there's another worker there and another worker there. And the whole time you just have to be so spot on with it because if you got caught on railways in places like that like you're likely going to get arrested it's not as bad as in a foreign country because like you're english so it's harder to like prosecute you but if you did that in the uk like you're getting ruined by the police but yeah that's besides the point because we don't tend to do that stuff in the uk but yeah we was just chilling we was trying to get on these these trains and like we got on one and it's like moving and like me and toby was on this part of the train where like we'd be able to be seen and it's like moving so we was like running on this flatbed train like a treadmill for like a minute and a half because we knew we was going to be in a bad place if that we stayed on that flat bit of the, the the train but it was going too fast for us to stay on this flat bit because he would have been seen so we were literally running like a treadmill down this train as it was moving to get to the carriage at the back which is a lot more like uh like closed 
But once we got to the back, we sort of realised this train wasn't leaving. It was going into the depot to be taken apart. And if we had been on it at that time, we were it was game over for us. We would have been caught. So we jumped off and spent another hour looking around for freight trains and stuff. Um, and this is the thing about freight train hopping. Like, it's never reliable. Like, you never really are going to 100% do what you want to do. So that night, we had been spending the whole night trying to get on freight trains in this particular direction to then find out that this depot is the receiving end of the trains, which then receives the stuff, separates the carriages, and then separates them into different lines. And the whole time we spent like two hours just doing it for nothing. And admittedly, it was a sick experience anyway, because it just like the idea of like sneaking around trains and security and stuff is always sick anyway. And it, that that was mad. Like that whole night was mad. But it, it was pretty unsuccessful in terms of that. But I still enjoyed the learning experience and like the, the experience with Kimbo and, and Toby and, and Nuisance. So... It was pretty fun, to be fair, and we had a really good night. We ended up going back and sleeping that night as normal. But that was, like, one of the other, like, experiences on that trip that, like, is particularly good in my head. And I have one more story to tell you, probably one of the most, like, interesting for you guys because it involves the police. And this is going to take a second to tell because this story was mental and I really want to, like, like paint a good picture for you guys. But it was crazy, right? I'm going to set the scene for you. So... Me and Kimbo was alone at this point. Um, Toby and Adam ended up going home early on this trip uh, because they needed to go back to the UK to do some bits um, and like sort some stuff out at home. So they went home a little bit early. And we, me and Kimbo, needed somewhere to sleep and it was just too cold and we just didn't want to sleep back at the airport that particular night. So we basically decided, right, in Urbex, there's these things called motor rooms and motor rooms are the the motor for lifts in buildings you know like lifts that go up and down and in the top of those there's really warm rooms where the lifts are are held and sometimes you can get into those and they're the best places to hammock in the winter because they're so warm and they're like a little enclosed room just for you and like that's just urbex knowledge as is and we was we was looking to get into one of them and we ended up getting into into one so we went in we went we tailgated someone in we went up to the top floor there was a roof hatch we got the roof hatch open me and Kimbo climbed up in and calm, right? But me just being the little explorer I am was like, I want to see what's on the roof. So this motor room was just a normal box down the motor room. There was like the motor, the cage. There was the hatch we had come through at the bottom. But then above us on the roof roof, there was a hatch to the actual top of the building, like the roof. And obviously climbing buildings, we go through those all the time. And we was like, I want to go through that hatch and see what's on the roof. Maybe get some photos on the roof. And this hatch was electric, so there was a button on the side of the building that you pressed to open the hatch. And I pressed it, and you just hear, as this whole hatch is opening, like, it's dead loud, but you're pretty used to it, because it happens sometimes. And I, like, pop my head around the side of this hatch, see if anyone's there, and to my horror, on the other side of that hatch, the building, the roof roof that we was on, wasn't the roof roof roof, it was, like, a mid-section of the building, like, there was still part of the building that was taller, and right behind the hatch was someone's balcony, and as I looked behind, there were just this couple on their balcony and they just saw my head pop up and like pop back down like some mole. You know that game where the moles pop up and they slap your head? Yeah. So basically that happens. So they just see my measly head top just pop up over the uh, pop up over the hatch. And I just look at them. I'm not sure if they quite see me, but later on, obviously, I found that they did see me. And I just put my head back down, close the hatch. And I was just hoping, I was just hoping and praying that they just thought I was like a maintenance worker or something. So I said to Kimbo, right, don't get anything out yet because someone's might have seen me. If the police come now, at least we can wait it out and have a chance of getting away if it goes south. So we just waited it out, right? And it was like an hour we waited it out. 
And like in this hour of kind of waiting to see what happened, we kept hearing noises like on the top floor. And one of the sick things as well about being in a motor room is this particular motor room in like the little control panel, you can see what floor the lift's at. And the part of the building that we were in, it was late at night, by the way, it must have been like eight or nine at night. And the part of the motor room that we was in, uh, sorry, the building we was in was like the businessy sector. So there really shouldn't be anyone in there at that time doing bits. So we kept seeing the lift come up to the top floor and then sit there for a second and go back down. And it happened like three or four times. And me and Kimbo started getting like a bit a bit worried because there's no reason that they should have been on that top floor. So essentially what I'd done was laid on top of the bottom hatch, the one, at the, the one that they would come through if they were going to, laid on it, wedged my feet into like this metal pole above me and like held the handle so tight that like even if you went to open it with your hands, you wouldn't be able to actually like open the handle. And I just had a peak feeling. So I turned all the lights off in this motor room and I was texting Kimbo saying, mate, I can hear... He was, like, on the other side of the motor room. And I was texting him saying, like, I can hear stuff on the top floor. Like, they shouldn't be here. I can hear noises and stuff. And we waited out a little bit longer and I was laying there and I was just about to give up because, like, I thought, no, there's no way they're coming. It would have been an hour since I'd potentially been seen. And I was about to get up and then I heard them come up to the top floor and I heard them walk to the hatch. And in that moment, I was like, Kimbo, 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 they're coming, they're coming, they're coming. So I panicking. And then... I was like, he was like, what are we going to do? And I was like, I'm just going to have to hold the hatch closed. And I held this hatch closed with all of the force that I had in my body. I summoned up powers, yeah, that I didn't know I had to hold this hatch closed as they put their ladder up against the hatch, which I felt. And then I felt them trying to open the handle. The handle is literally in my hand. I'm holding it as closed as I can. So it feels like it's locked to them. And then they can't open it like that. So I hear them then go back downstairs and think, oh, maybe they're leaving. But I stay there just in case anyway, because I didn't want to like risk it. So I stayed there, carried on waiting, just kept my hand on the hatch the whole time. And about two and a half minutes later, they come back up and I feel the key to the roof hatch insert into the lock and they try and unlock it. But obviously it's already unlocked. I'm just holding it closed. And they're like trying to like wedge the handle open and like they know something's going on, like because I can hear them. I could hear this like sound coming from like the hatch. I think it was them talking, talking um, German and everything. And I was just sitting there like, mate, what do I do at this point? I'm trapped in this building. Realistically, there was like two options I could have done. I could have like tried to escape out the top hatch, carried on waiting it out and just hold the hatch closed and sort of just like try and fend it off and hopefully they just like give up and leave. But like, why would they do that? They're only going to make their measures like mad. So what I hadn't realised what was going on at this point is they were also getting police, right, to go onto the roof roof of the building to try and wedge the hatch open from the top like a sandwich. We was a Kimbo and Jordan sandwich, right? And this, we didn't know this at this point. We had no idea. And we were sat there and I was carried on wedging, I was carried on wedging his clothes and then I felt him like trying to unlock it. Again, they couldn't do it and they were like, trying to barge into it. I'm using like every ounce of muscle I have in my body to just somewhat hold them off from opening this hatch up. And it gets to a point where I then stop feeling them like soaring, like physically using a tool to soar at the hatch to get it to come off because they're that they. Well, the thing is, right, there was a terrorist attack in Austria, maybe I don't know how exactly long ago, but less than a year ago, where like some terrorists basically like killed a load of people. So I think their security is heightened as well. So from getting a call like that, they might have even thought that we were like either trying to like shoot someone off the roof or like blow up the building, which is completely understandable. It's like completely a just thing for them to do is like be worried about it. But obviously, I didn't want to get caught because I didn't want to spend 24 hours in an Austrian cell because that's just long. But yeah, so it wait out for another five minutes. They carry on. They're like soaring at the hatch. At this point, it goes quiet for a second. And I was like, 
oh no we need to do something now otherwise we're literally going to get done for like the like we're going to get charged as well for the, the amount of money that they spent trying to make the hatch open so i was like right let's escape out the top maybe there's like a, a fire exit out off the roof or something so this is <laughs> this bit is jokes because <laughs> i can just remember it was like a meme right so i sat there and i pressed the electric top roof hatch button for it to open and it went me no more yeah than literally two inches and i just see like five torches shining through that two inch gap police officers going Oi! like screaming in german like screaming as loud as they can and i just literally tap the button and go and just reclose the hatch and it all just like goes muffled so i'm just literally sitting here and i've just opened up like hell's gate to me getting arrested from these police officers at the top just opening the hatch and all their torches just shining and see my measly eyeballs just looking up like dead scared because i think i'm about to get clapped through the the gap in the thing it was shot in my face or something and i realized at this point where it had gone quiet at the bottom of the hatch probably because they'd moved but like i was still expecting to open that hatch and give myself up i was like mate i have to open this hatch i'm done for they've got guns by the way austrian police like they've got guns and batons and stuff and i thought we're getting caught so i was like right kimbo in three two one i'm gonna open this hatch and we're just gonna whatever's on the other end of this hatch let's just face face the music and i went right three two, one, open the bottom hatch, right? There's no one there. I'm like, what is going on, right? And I'm panicking. I'm like, all right, I need to go. I need to take this opportunity. This hatch is like probably like a good, like a good meet, like over a story off the, the, the floor. Like I couldn't, I had to run, kick off the wall and jump up to get to the hatch. I jumped from this hatch, from the top, feet down to the floor with my heavy bag on, my traveling bag that I was carrying around for the, was intended for the whole week at the time. And I jumped down and I swear to you, when I hit the floor, the sole left my body via my ankles. Like the noise of my ankles crunching as I hit the floor. Like my body folded like an omelette. I was done for. Like I hit the floor and like my soul just escaped. Like my, (laughs) I was in so much pain when I hit the floor, but my adrenaline was on a mad one. And like I literally folded as I hit the floor. Yeah. My bag then hit the floor so hard that it made this sound that sounded like gunshot. And in doing that, this gunshot sound, I see some guy dive behind a door, literally head first dive, like like he was running away from someone like trying to attack him, dived into this room and slammed the door behind him. I'm guessing the only thing I've guessed to this day is that he thought that that noise was gunshot of some kind or something like startled him. Because if it was a police officer, he dived for cover. And if it was just like a worker, he dived for cover. Like this guy was scared, man. He ran. And like, I was like, mad, they're gone, yeah. So I just cut, I stand up with what ankle I had left and I was <laughs> running down the stairs. I get to the bottom floor and luckily enough, because I'm I'm quite good when it comes to like stressful situations. So I just relaxed and was like, right, you can't run out this building. There's going to be police waiting outside this building. So I just walked casually. I stopped, I walked casually, put my headphones in, walked out this building like nothing had happened. I literally walked out the door. There was a police car. There was another police car. And there was like some security car. And I just walked past all the cars. There was one police officer stood outside. Or it might have been two. I can't remember exactly. My adrenaline was mad at this point. And I just like walked past them. And like they didn't really pay much attention to me because I just looked so calm. They wouldn't have expected someone walking so calm to be someone who's like trapped up there. Do you know what I mean? And the whole time on the radio, they were probably like saying that they're st- oh, we were still in there and stuff. Um, so we just got down and I just walked out at this point, Kimbo was still in the building. 
I had no idea we'd split up at this point. And I just walked out, walked down the road. The second I got around the corner, I sprinted like a marathon. I dipped. I ran so far. I must have run like two miles. And I just found somewhere to hide in like this back alley. I changed my outfit the lot just in case they checked the CCTV. And I was just away. And I was thinking the whole time Kimbo's been caught. There's no way he's jumped out of that hatch like I did. Turns out Kimbo did jump out of the hatch like I did and somehow also managed to get away. So these police officers and security must have been absolutely baffled when they went into that room and found no one in there and thought what has just happened how did we just have them completely sandwiched by the only exits they can escape from and we still managed to escape and like that night was just like mate i was just the the adrenaline was running through me for like an hour after that and we just had the maddest night we ended up sleeping in the airport that night but yeah we was like wanted in austria because like they would have checked the cctv and seen our faces and would have been on alert for us as well but that was just like a miracle somehow like, i was so expecting to open that hatch and just get absolutely bum rushed by these people but yeah someone was clearly looking out for me that day because i managed to get away so did kimbo and we just like it was just such a pickup on our trip like we were just like having such a good time about it but yeah, that was one, honestly, one of the maddest police escapes I've had in a while. Definitely not the most insane, and we'll go on to that in another podcast, but one of the most crazy, for sure. But that pretty much concludes the end of today's podcast. Um, I tried to make this, like, intentionally a little bit longer than the last one, because uh, obviously the first one was 26 minutes. It was a bit of a taster here and there, but I want you guys to actually, like, start hearing me explain stories fully, and trips like this obviously take a long time, so it's a lot more detail. But yeah, I hope you enjoyed that. And thank you so much for joining me on this podcast today. Make sure that you go follow my social media. My Instagram is at underscore. That's H-O-W-E-S-Y. And my YouTube's the same, Housey. Um, All of my other socials will be linked through them. So go on them and feel free to leave me some feedback and make sure that you follow this podcast. Thank you so much and have a great day. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.